Welcome to the Sage Advice Podcast, energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Rick Richardson. Rick is the founder of Richardson Media and Technologies. He's also the author of the newsletter, technologythisweek.net. Rick Richardson, I'm honored to welcome you to the Sage Advice Podcast. Thank you so much, Ed. I'm glad to be here. So, Rick, the rumor is you're retired. What's going on? Well, I I splashed the news at uh, the uh, Illinois CPA Society Summit meeting last month, last month, um, that I had done my last speech. I'm to the extent that I'm not speaking any longer. I am retired, but I am going to keep uh, researching the future of technology and writing about it each week. And that's certainly what I want to talk a lot about with you because you have been on the forefront of technology and accounting for quite some time. I won't say how long, and, but I did want to ask you, and I because I know you are so much into thinking about the future. What what are you are you bullish or bearish on the future? I'm bullish. Um, I think there are some issues from the pr- profession's perspective um, that that accountants have to deal with. And if they don't, then I'm bearish with respect to that. But generally speaking, I think there's a incredible future ahead. I wish I were about 20 years younger and I could be able to watch all of it. Uh, but given where we are today, I, I think it's, it's uh, really good news up front. Yeah. I, I've often expressed that I have f- instead of future shock, I have future glee. Ah, I, <laughs> yeah. I think that's a, a good way to phrase it. I was just thinking back, you know, that when you've got uh, 50 years of practice behind you, you've got a lot of time to look back on. And uh, I remember my one of my very first audits was out in California when I was uh, with Arthur Young at the time, before we became Ernst Young. And uh, we were doing the audit of the California Water District, or the water uh, company that runs all of the water that runs the California Aqueduct. And there's this huge, huge... Um, distribution of costs um, that happens in this process. And the way they do it is by individual elements down the water water duct system. So it it, it ends up with about 100 million transactions at the end of the year. And the only way we could audit it was to rerun those transactions and compare our results with the results from the water company. And I thought back to that. And now here we are with real-time auditing coming literally within probably five years where auditors will be able to literally audit everything. And that won't be just something like a distribution. It'll be anything in the accounting system. So the, you, you look at the, the, the amount of things that have occurred at least in the last four or five years that are going to have such of an impact over the next 10. It's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. So what happens when N equals all, right? Sample size is everything. Absolutely. And the one thing that I said I was bearish about is I I have this uh, uh, phrase I use, L cubed. That's lifelong learning. And uh, uh, if CPAs don't get into the, uh, the groove of unlearning, relearning, 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 um, they aren't going to be successful long term, nor will anybody else in the in the workplace. I think. 
Yes, so true. I think it was Toffler who said that, right? That 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 that's the new illiteracy of the 21st century, the inability to unlearn yep. and relearn. Yep. And and what else is what are you bull, bullish on in terms of technology that that's out there? There's so many different things, internet of things, the the the, the blockchain and and bitcoin, uh, AI, and a lot of them get in, interposed with one another and it's hard to separate them out. But if you had one of those or name one of those technologies that you're most bullish about, which one would it be? Uh, blockchain. I just think blockchain is going to be the foundational technology um, for tomorrow's um, business. Um, I, I am not as bullish on uh, Bitcoin and while cyber currency, I'm sure, is going to be around for a long time, I don't think it's going to take over as the main um, uh, method of uh, exchange. I do believe that the underlying uh, framework of blockchain is really going to be important for smart contracts, for uh, all types of uh, trust agreements, where whether it's escrow or intellectual property or you name it, there's just so many uses for a technology that you know you can trust between people that don't know each other. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. One of the ways that blockchain was explained to me a long time ago, and I think this really makes a lot of sense, is going back to the old you know, seven layers of the, in, of the, the network diagram, mm -hmm. that, the, that, the, that blockchain could be considered that eighth layer or that trust layer. And which leads me to Ron Corwanta's quote, you know, he's the, the CEO of the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance. He says, you know, when, when asked, how will we know blockchain has arrived? He's got a very pithy answer. He says, well, when we stop talking about blockchain. Right. And, and when it just becomes, it's just there. Yep. Yep. I agree. You know, very similar to, do you care about your TCP IP address? No. Did you, did, did, did you ever once care? Yes. A whole lot, actually. <laughs> well, and, and the same reason that people don't know the Mac address that they have for the, you know, you know, for their network. What's a Mac address? <laughs> you know, I have a PC. I don't have a Mac. You know, it's really um, so important and yet hopefully longer term, you know, uh, you just don't even think about it. I was, when I did uh, my last speech in Chicago, one of the things I did at the end of the speech, I'd left purposefully about 12 minutes, was to go back and review uh, some of the predictions I'd made from uh, 20 years ago. And some of the stuff, we just automatically assume it's all there. You know, and that's not something that we would forecast. And yet in 2002, 2010, that stuff wasn't even there. You know, we had just gotten to smartphones in 2007. So it was um, pretty exciting stuff. I thought it was fun to go back and review it. And Rick, of those predictions, which ones do you really think you nailed and which one do you think, oh, not so much? Well, the, the one clearly, as they call it, in the toilet, I forecasted about, I, maybe it was 10 years ago, um, that the U.S. Postal Service would eventually run out of money uh, and within about four or five years, we'd be in a position where we'd have to go to a post office to pick up anything physical. And that would, in essence, drive a much larger volume through the electronics um, side of life rather than through the physical distribution of mail. Um, obviously, that didn't happen. Um, but it was 
from from the positive side of things, um, but two or three that I remember. One, um, I, in 2007, I said that uh, within eight years, email as we know it would be uh, not the main communication medium. It'd be replaced by instant messaging. And in that same year, I said that within three years, and this was before Facebook, um, social networks would be ubiquitous and dominate communications for users under 30. So, um, you know, you, you think back to even the start of the, of the smartphone revolution and uh, um, you, you realize that uh, even in 2008, I was predicting that within five years, you'd be in a situation where you'd be doing your banking, ticket purchasing, other services, all right on a, a single device with the same capability and computing power as a PC. You're right. And then we look back on this and it's amazing that, what do you mean we didn't have that, right? It just, it just has become so, so a part of our everyday life. I, I just don't know what I would do if I'd had to go back to some of this stuff that I don't even think about anymore. Well, and, you know, I started doing this uh, speech on the future of technology in 1981. And in 1989, I remember telling uh, CPAs that they would that this internet thing and email was going to be so important they would actually be putting their email address on their business cards and they laughed they laughed at it oh my god my business cards engraved i'm never going to put are you kidding me? and we don't even think about it today just don't even think think about it yeah and when we make fun of people who have still dot aol addresses right you know at least get yourself a gmail account I know, I know. It's just, uh, I have a friend who has had an AOL address forever and she just does not want to switch. And I said, you know, pretty soon you're just going to have to, you just have to. <laughs> well, Rick, this has been a pleasure talking to you. And I wanted to to end this by asking you the question that I ask all of our guests. And that is, who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero? Well, uh, it's easy for me, and that's Alvin Toffler. And the reason I pick Alvin is that he and I worked together for 11 years on two of his books. Uh, I got so engaged in him uh, after he wrote The Third Wave um, that uh, it changed my whole career. I moved into the technology side of the firm. I started the technology department for Arthur Young & Company in the early days. Um, and it really did change everything I did. And he was such a visionary in terms of this. Uh, he would be, I'm really sad that he, he passed away so, uh, so young. Um, he, he would have just eaten up this industrial 4.0 and all the things that are happening to business today because uh, uh, he, he, he was such a visionary in that regard. And lastly, Rick, how can somebody contact you? They can get a hold of me at rick.richardson at cpa.com. How do you like that for a CPA address? Um, or they can reach my, uh, uh, my website at uh, th uh, technologythisweek.net. Rick Richardson, thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Advice Podcast. Ed, thanks for having me. For more Sage advice, visit and subscribe at sageadvicepodcast.com.